How do Swedes celebrate Christmas? Why is there a person walking with lights in her hair? And what is a påskasjering? Well, this is all connected to Swedish feasts and traditions. And today, Therese Lindqvist from the International Office is here to talk about her favorite subject, Swedish feasts and traditions. Welcome to work at LIU. My name is Priya. Welcome, Therese, to this very special episode of Working at LIU. Thank you very much. Now we're going to talk about something that I know you love. Indeed, yes. <laughs> Swedish feasts and traditions. And as we are in December right now, uh, let's start in December. Um, December in Sweden is quite dark, but in the middle of December, there's a person walking in with lights in her or his hair. Now, what's that about? It's true when you put it like that. I mean, it sounds kind of weird to walk around with lights in your hair, <laughs> uh, but it, uh, it stems back from the medieval times when uh, you celebrated the Italian uh, Saint uh, Lucia uh, on the darkest day, which is the 13th of December. So we kept on that because, as you said, it's really dark here. So we need some light in the dark. Yeah. And in normal times, when when we are allowed to be around people, you can usually see, a, we say, Lucia tog. Can you explain a bit about that, what that is? Yeah, so exactly. The Lucia tog, or I, I don't know, Lucia train, perhaps, uh, comes with the Lucia going first with the crown of lights in her hair, followed by uh, girls and boys or women and uh, men in, in uh, white clothes, uh, also with some sort of light, or the boys usually have a, a star, uh, holding a star. And uh, for smaller children also comes the Santas and the gingerbread men and women, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's quite nice to see. You can usually see it at work. Uh, not this year, obviously, but yeah, keep hopefully, a look out. hopefully yeah. next year. Uh, on TV, usually they send like Lucy of the Year. Uh, I don't know this year, but I hope they will send some uh, or air something on, on TV as well. And yeah. <laughs> so moving on from Lucia, we're still in December. And now I know this is your favorite part, so try not to t- talk too much about this. I'll try. <laughs> so Christmas, uh, in many other countries, it's celebrated on Christmas Day on the 25th of December. That's when you open the presents and that's when like the big day is. But in Sweden, Christmas Eve is like the actual Christmas. That's when you celebrate Christmas. Why is it Christmas Eve? So yeah, we, we stand out a little bit in that, absolutely. Um, so uh, it comes back from when we were a Catholic country and we were supposed to fast until the 24th of December uh, and then we can eat a lighter meal. Uh, but then when we became Protestant, uh, this meal on the 24th uh, continued and the, the tradition started to, to, to put emphasis on the, on the 24th. So absolutely, that's, that's when it all happens here. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what would you say is like most typical for Swedish Christmas? Uh, I mean, first of all, it starts four weeks before. Uh, so on the first of Advent, uh, we start to, we, light, we put in uh, up the Advent uh, candle holders and we light the first candle. And every Sunday until Christmas, we light uh, one more candle. And then, of course, all the children and adults as well have an Advent calendar uh, opening uh, a box every every day until uh, all of December. 
And uh, so, I mean, we celebrate for quite a long time, uh, quite a big build-up for the big day. So the big day, as you said, 24th. And on the 24th, I would say it looks more or less the same for all uh, traditional uh, Swedish families. So uh, the children, uh, they wake up early and then usually Santa's been there, left some trees, uh, some presents under the tree. And uh, yeah, had Santa probably ate the porridge that we left outside on the doorstep. Yes, well. so it's not a cookie and milk. It's unique <laughs> no, porridge. No, I, I guess some people also took in that tradition. But yeah, here it's, it's porridge and perhaps also a carrot for the reindeers as well. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, uh, we have the big smorgasbord, the julbord. So that's we're a bit divided. Either we eat it before or after the very, very biggest tradition, <laughs> <laughs> one hour of cartoons uh, at 3, uh, 3 p.m. So uh, we, we follow Donald Duck and his friends for one hour. <laughs> Cartoon, uh, very strange, uh, but very uh, appreciated tradition. So we eat before or after, but then also usually Santa comes again after after uh, Donald Duck has been there as well. Yeah, yeah. The, as you said, it's quite strange, but it is a very typical thing to watch Donald Duck at three o'clock. Uh, but then if you open the presents or eat before or after, that's usually up to each family. But the three o'clock Donald Duck is, um, that's quite important. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the, the smorgasbord, the julbord. Now we said like Swedes celebrate Christmas from the beginning of December. And I think it's because it's quite dark outside. Uh, you light the candles, you go for traditional julbord uh, with work or with friends or with family. So what what do Swedes eat for Christmas? Like what's typical on the Swedish Christmas dining table? Um, so I think again there, we, we kind of look a lot back how it's been uh, in the old days. Uh, so it's a big focus on meat because that it was like this, the 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 biggest day of the year. So you saved all your fancy fancy food for the for Christmas. So then of course it was uh, the meats, uh, ham, meatballs, sausages, uh, but also quite a bit of fish, uh, like pickled herring is the big one, salmon, and also the typical lutefisk that you only have for Christmas. Uh, and I mean. Vegetable-wise, it's it's mainly uh, cabbage and, and sprouts and these things. But uh, I think the the vegetarian options are are coming strong. Or, or what would you? You're a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. Say? Yeah, I would say it's much easier for me during Christmas now that it has been over the years. But uh, even different restaurants and in if you go to the supermarkets you'll see so many more vegetarian options so you can still do like a proper christmas uh dinner table with yeah. completely vegetarian options if you want to that's good and desserts are usually vegetarian Des- as well, desserts so are very vegetarian <laughs> so that's that's where i you can find me at the dessert table um moving on from christmas let's go to some lighter times um easter it's another tradition that might be different in sweden you might see a lot of children dressed up as poskasheringar which is like easter witches can you tell me a bit about that tradition um, yeah, so I mean, it comes back from the Swedish folklore uh, that the witch traveled to with her broom to to Blåkulla, uh, where the devil actually held his uh, earthly court uh, during Easter, 
And uh, but nowadays it's it's more uh, sweet little children dressing up with shawls in their hair and uh, with an apron and and putting freckles on their nose and they walk around to the houses uh, wishing a happy Easter and getting some candy in return. So I would say it's like a little bit of a more sweeter trick or treat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, how common is the Easter bunny in Sweden? I mean, I would say the Easter witches uh, are more common and, and stronger represents like Swedish Easter uh, celebration. Uh, but I mean, the Easter bunny definitely exists. I think all Swedish children get an Easter egg filled with candy and often the Easter bunny has been there to, to hide them in, in the yard or, or in the house somewhere. So you have to go on a, on a scavenger hunt to find it. So yeah. It's there, absolutely. Uh, so actually both Christmas and Easter contain a lot of candy. Um, <laughs> that's what I can hear so far. A lot of sweets. Moving on to even lighter times, um, Midsummer Night's Dream. What is Midsummer in Sweden and why is it celebrated? Because this is quite a big a big thing in Sweden. Like it's a national holiday absolutely. as well. Yeah, And I think a lot of... Um, And this is in June. Yes, exactly. Uh, not always on the same date, but in the end of June. Uh, so I think that's when 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 foreigners think of of Swedish traditions, or as soon as they come here, they hear about Midsummer because most other Christian uh, communities they celebrate uh, Christmas, they celebrate Easter, and these things. But Midsummer is is more of a, a Nordic thing, perhaps also Northern Europe. But here in Sweden, it's It's really a, a big thing, and and it, it was again like stemming back to when we were actually <laughs> believers, Christians. Uh, so celebrated uh, um, John the Baptist, uh, who had birthday on the twenty fourth. But now, twenty fourth, of course, can be any weekday. But then the government decided, well, we don't want people to to take too much vacation days in the middle of the week. So now it's always a Friday uh, that we celebrate the the Midsummer's Eve. And then uh, Saturday is Midsummer's uh, Day, and uh, so so I mean now it more celebrate or, or represents the beginning of summer and and also perhaps uh, hopes of good harvest in, in for the fall. And what we do basically is to dance around a flowered covered cross and eat again, of course, yeah. the pickled herring and meatballs and these things that comes uh, comes with it. So yeah, yeah. Um, That's also usually, midsummer is also usually when a lot of people start going on their summer vacation that week. Like yeah. mid, so when you ask, like, when are you going, uh, when are you taking your summer holidays? And a lot of people usually say, well, I'm starting midsummer week. You, you, that definitely is, is like the start of summer. Uh, it's very, not very common to have your vacation before before midsummer. So it's yeah. definitely definitely the start of summer. And uh, something you, you shouldn't forget on Midsummer's Eve. Well, you should have, uh, again, like the flower-covered uh, cross is there. But you, most people also have flower-covered uh, crowns in their hair. Uh, and, and if you're single, you should go, uh, don't miss this, because you go pick... Uh, seven different kinds of flowers put under your uh, pillow, because then you'll dream of of your future spouse. Very uh, romantic <laughs> and interesting, um, but all things, all good things come to an end, and so does summer. But after summer, another season begins: the season of crayfish parties. Now, this sounds both interesting and 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 weird. There's a party for crayfish. True. It is. I mean, it is definitely a little bit weird. Uh, it started as like 
crayfish was the food for kings and queens, like really, really, like, I don't know, lobster and even higher now, like really, really special. So this is around August. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Celebrating in the in, in August and uh, before they have a, a date that actually started all of the, like, the crayfish season but now it's a little bit more fluent you can you can do it but it spills into into september as well so um so like in the 60s they started importing uh, ca- crabs uh, or um crayfish from uh, turkey spain and china uh, so that's when like the crayfish parties began for also the the common people not just the, the kings and queens yeah. so basically you eat crayfish yeah it's like uh, cold crayfish it's boiled in like dill and salt And well, I'm not actually like a big crayfish fan. So there's usually also like pies and cheese and and other things to like accompany the <laughs> the the crayfish because you don't really get full on on crayfish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> as we <laughs> okay. said. So yeah. yeah, you you guys can't see my face right now, but it's uh, you're not impressed. I'm either. not impressed. I'm not impressed. <laughs> but maybe you. It also comes with some funny sing along and some silly hats. So perhaps that's your yeah. Thing. That's and the that's snaps. more yeah. <laughs> well, not the snaps maybe, but uh, well, I won't say anything about that. But the silly hats and the songs. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I would do that. that. That's for everyone, whether you like crayfish. Yeah, and so that usually comes with the crayfish parties, and that's quite uh, interesting as well. Like you'll see the silly hats and the decorations, yeah. and it's quite stores, very yeah. special. All over. Yeah. I mean, it's a, everything is like red, orange. <laughs> in August, everything is, again, like in Christmas, it's red, and, and things uh, are sold, uh, very silly decorations yeah. all over the place. <laughs> uh, one last thing that I would like to talk about Because we've talked a lot about food and we talked a lot about desserts. And Sweden is obviously the land of fika. Like this is you have a cake any time. And instead of celebrating with cake, we actually celebrate the actual cake. (laughs) So there are different like celebratory days for different cakes, right? Yeah. So we what what different cakes do we celebrate? I know cloud the kaka, which is like chocolate mud cake, seventh of November. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that's your favorite. I, yeah. I agree. Uh, I think the probably the biggest one is uh, the cinnamon bun, Kanil Bullenstad, on the fourth fourth of October. That's really, I think, one of the most famous ones that really comes up in in the calendar, like in your calendar and all these things. And then we also, of course, have the the like waffle day uh, in February, I believe it is, and uh, or March, and then also. So uh, semla, uh, this very, very Swedish bun with with uh, almond and uh, like some sort of almond mass and and uh, whipped cream, uh, that is very very typical Swedish. So, so that's also in February. Yeah. yeah. So don't be shocked if you see all these um, bakery thing. All the bakeries, like all the cafes, they celebrate these things. So oh, yeah. so yeah. you're gonna find it for quite uh, a while. Especially yeah. semla is, is celebrated quite for a, quite a long period of time. Yeah. So <laughs> should definitely not miss that. <laughs> Very good. So Sweden isn't all just darkness and and rain. We do celebrate a lot and take the chance to celebrate. That's what I say because that's how you'll find kind of light. In, in the dark. I think we need it more than than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, Therese, for coming and talking about your favorite subject. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you have listened to Work at LIU with me, Priya Eklund, and this week's guest, Therese Lindqvist. We will be back with more episodes, so keep a lookout so you don't miss anything. <laughs>